0: Our second reading from Peter's first letter, chapter 2, beginning with verse 2. Like newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk, so that by it you may grow up in your salvation, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. And as you come to him, the living stone, rejected by men but chosen by God and precious to him, Now, to you who believe, this stone is precious. But to those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone and a stone that causes men to stumble and a rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they disobey the message, which is also what they were destined for, But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 14th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I am going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? anyone who has seen me has seen the father how can you say show us the father don't you believe that i am in the father and that the father is in me the words i say to you are not just my own rather it is the father living in me who is doing his work believe me when i say that i am in the father and that the father is in me or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I have been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the Son may bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be to God. God. We invite the children now to gather close to the set for the children's message. We
1: could just let the words of that hymn be our sermon and and move on from there, can't we? Um, But we're not going to do that. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts Be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Rock and our Redeemer. Amen. Here we are approaching the middle of May in what should be graduation season. We've got our high school seniors and and our college seniors getting ready to graduate, but they're not going to be able to walk across the stage and get their diploma and turn their tassel around. It thought of, of, of having parties with lots of friends to celebrate this, this milestone. But because of our stay-at-home order and, and the coronavirus, it seems that our celebrations are, are kind of subdued right now. But, but what's happening is, is from, from where you used to be, dreaming of what you wanted to be when you grew up, now you are are taking that step, either either going to a school to continue to learn about that or, or graduating from college and heading into your first job doing that. You feel like you're honing in on your purpose for life. When you look up on Google purpose or purpose for life, you will find countless books, seminars, workshops, all of these ways to spend your money so that they can teach you their particular way of discovering your purpose in life. How to go from meaninglessness to purpose. There's a word that I learned at a conference a few years ago. It's a, it's a Japanese word and I'm probably saying it not entirely correctly, so forgive me, but the word is ikigai. And it essentially means a reason for being. It was interesting when I was looking into this, in, in the 1960s through the 1970s, maybe even up, up, up into the 80s, the concept of ikigai was more about how can I find how I can better society, of subordinating one's own desire to others, which sounds kind of familiar to how we live our lives as followers of Jesus Christ, but, but fast forward to the 21st century, and ikigai has changed meaning a bit instead of being about self sacrifice it's now more about self discovery self fulfillment we all love love Venn diagrams and so if you can picture four circles all intersecting and the first circle is what you love the second circle what the world needs third circle what you can be paid for, and the fourth circle, what you're good at. Now well, this Venn diagram, because you've got, you've got four circles, the intersections happen happen a couple ways. First, when 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 you've got the intersection of what you love and what you're good at, that helps define your passion. And then when you when you intersect what you're good at and what you can be paid for, that defines your profession. When you take the intersection of what you can be paid for and what the world needs is defined as your vocation. Now here in the church, we have a much broader understanding of what vocation is, but that's another sermon for another time. And then, and then finally, at the intersection of what the world needs and what you love to do defines your mission. And then you take each one of those four intersections of, of passion, profession, vocation, and mission, and at the center of it all, you've got your ikigai. You've got your reason for being. And, and once you figure all that out, everything will fall into place. No more meaninglessness. Only purpose. Except for when it doesn't always work out. When maybe you discover that that thing you were going for no longer fulfills you. Maybe you realize that the market has changed and no longer can you be paid for what you could before. Maybe you find out that the world doesn't necessarily need that anymore. Or, or maybe what you thought you were really good at, there's other people who are better than you. And it doesn't take too much for us to devolve back into Meaninglessness. And this isn't a way to discourage you uh, seniors, high school and, and, and college. I don't want to discourage you because it is important that we find something to do because God cares. God cares about your ikigai. God cares about what you're good at. God cares about what you love to do. God cares about you making money from meaningful employment. And certainly God cares about what the world needs. But God has an even greater purpose for you in your life. In our reading today, I'm upside down, there we go, sorry. In our reading today from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, Peter says this, But you are a chosen people that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Brothers and sisters, because of Jesus' death and resurrection in this in-between time, you have a purpose. And God will use your vocations and, and your professions and your skills and the things that you love to do. He will use those things for you to carry out the purpose that he gives you and peter tells us that your purpose is that your life would declare the praises the excellent manifestation of divine power that god has shown in your life and peter tells us that he called you out of darkness into his light and he goes on in verse 10 Peter says two interesting things. He says, once you were not a people, once you had not received mercy. Now there was a time back in the Old Testament when when there were two kinds of people, essentially. There were those who were of Israel and there were those who were not of Israel, the the Gentiles. But now now that that Jesus Christ has come and Jesus, Jesus has died on the cross and risen from the grave, Now there's two kinds of people, but it's different. Now it's those who are of Adam, those who are in sin and darkness, and there's those who are of Jesus, those who are forgiven and those who are in the light. And thanks be to God, Peter doesn't leave us not a people and and not receiving mercy. He goes on and he says, once you were not a people, but now you are a people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Because Jesus, that that chief cornerstone, he makes all of this purpose-giving life possible. Because of Jesus, now we are chosen by God. Now we are special to him. Because of Jesus, we are forgiven by God's grace and mercy. So what what does it look like for us to live out this this purpose of God? If we go back a little bit in 2 Peter 2, verse verse 5, he says this, You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ Jesus. God is building his church, not out of stones and bricks where we need those, come in worship, but he's building his church out of people, out of you and me. And, and no longer is there just one tribe out of the 12 of Israel who can be priests. Now all of us, all of us are made priests. And Pastor Dan talked about this a bit with the kids. What do priests do? They, they pray. They give thanksgiving. They make offerings on behalf of those who are not priests. Back in the Old Testament, in in, in the the Hebrew times, those priests made offerings on behalf of the rest of Israel who were not priests. But now in this world with with Jesus as, as the hinge, now we make offerings on behalf of those who are not priests, those who are of Adam. Those who are lost in sin and darkness. And Peter says that we offer spiritual sacrifices. We offer ourselves. We offer our time, our services. We offer our loves and skills and our professions. And God sees these spiritual offerings we make as acceptable through the ultimate offering that his Son, Jesus, made for the world. So going back to verse 9, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. Just as God chose Jesus before the foundation of the world and saw him as precious, saw him as valuable, Now God chooses you, makes you not just an individual, but brings you into his people, a collective, his church. And before in verse 5 where where Peter said that you are a holy priest, now here in verse 9 he says that you're a royal priest. You're a priest serving in God's kingdom. You're a holy nation. This gets a little bit tricky Holy is one of those church words that we say means set apart for God's use. But when we think of nation, a lot of times we think about about a particular land with particular borders where particular people live and and there's a particular ruler. And that's definitely one of the ways that nation is used. But I I think Peter's talking about something a little bit more than a plot of land on the earth. Here, nation means a people. A people united by kinship, a people united by culture and common traditions. Brothers and sisters, we are a people united by kinship, brothers and sisters of Christ. We are a people united by our culture and our traditions of the things that we do as we worship God. And we, we, the Church of Living Stones, are that nation. And then finally, God's special possession. Talk about meaning and purpose. Think about the opposite of what Peter is saying. The opposite is not special. The opposite is not belonging. But now you are special. Now because of Jesus, you do belong to God. And the purpose is so that you may declare the praises of him. Not necessarily from a pulpit, although maybe. Not necessarily as as a church worker, but maybe. But whatever you do, whatever your vocation, whatever your ikigai, with your whole life, You declare the praises of him. So one more Venn diagram as we close. Back at the beginning of March, before all of this went on, Vicar Sean and I went down to Orlando to a church conference called Exponential. And they shared a Venn diagram. And this one has has three circles. The first circle was go. The Great Commission, where Jesus, before he, he ascends into heaven, tells his disciples Go, make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the great commission. The second circle is love, the great commandment. Earlier in Matthew, Jesus said, the law is summed up like this, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your your soul and all your mind. And and the second table of law is, is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So the second circle is love. The third circle is together. The great collaboration. On the night before Jesus was arrested and and, and before he was crucified, he prayed to his father. He said, Father, let my disciples be one. Let them be united in the same way that you and I are one, Heavenly Father. And where go and love and together intersect, is the Jesus' mission. That's where we find our purpose. And it's filled with meaning. And that purpose is for the world. So brothers and sisters, go. Live out God's purpose for you. Be his priests. Be his priests to one another as you pray for each other, as you pray, forgive each other as you speak the truth of God's word to each other and be a priest to those who are of Adam as you serve the needs and love your neighbor be his holy nation be his special possession and through everything that you are declare the praises of him Amen. Will you please pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for sending your Son so that through him you would call us out of darkness into your marvelous light. That that you chose him before the foundations of the world so that we could be chosen to be your priests. Help us through all the things we do, no matter what school we're going to or, or what career we're taking, no matter what we do in life, that we declare your praises and find our purpose in that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.